0: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast as I look to bring you the latest and greatest going on around all of Hollywood. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day so far. It's Friday and that means, especially for this weekend, the beginning of a very long weekend for everybody. It is Labor Day weekend, which means it's almost the start of school and everyone's going back to work. Summer vacation is winding down, but A, that doesn't stop anybody from having a great time, hopefully, as we get ready for, again, a long weekend. But of course, A bunch of stuff to get into today as we, A, get into the fall movie season. I'm going to be previewing what's going to be coming out in the next few months for everybody to go catch out. Plus, I'm going to be talking about Andy Muschietti, talking about the next movie that he will be producing and creating as a director. And it might be a surprise for some people as it is not going to be a horror movie. But the first thing I do want to talk about is a new trailer that came out last night for the new Terminator movie, Dark Fate. This one is directed by Tim Miller, who was the director for the first Deadpool movie that grossed over $800 million worldwide and is the number two highest-grossing R-rated film of all time, right behind the the Merc with the Mouse sequel, Deadpool 2, for Terminator Dark Fate. However, he is behind the director's chair for this one, and he brings back a cast of old and new. The, the new ones include Mackenzie Davis, and Natalia Reyes, Gabriel Luna. And the new the old comers that are coming back to the franchise. Once again, Arnold Schwarzenegger will be back to play uh, Terminator for this one. You have Edward Furlong coming back as John Con- John Connor. But of course, the big one coming back for this one is Sarah Connor herself, Linda Hamilton. Now, when I first heard about this project, and I think for a lot of people when they heard that they were creating a new Terminator movie, you kind of hear the groans and the sighs that, oh God, they're gonna do another one. We just had two that weren't that good. Three, if you count Terminator Rise of the Machines. Terminator Genesis, they try to do a new spin on it wasn't the best thing, although the cast was awesome. It didn't really have a uh, it, it was too confusing. Terminator Salvation, to me, is, is a little underappreciated, but I can see why people might not like it. And Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, especially coming off of both the first Terminator and the second one that was directed by James Cameron. You can, you can understand how that could be a letdown for some people as well. But however, for this one, the rights did go back to James Cameron who comes back in a producing role for this one because he's too busy creating Four, five sequels in the avatar universe right now so he couldn't come to the director's chair but you can feel james cameron's fingerprints all over this movie kind of like how guillermo del toro was a producer for scary stories Telling in the dark this year that's kind of the producer role that james cameron has with this one whereas he's not in the director's chair but he helped with the story he helped bring back the terminator franchise to what it was in the 80s and the 90s with t1 and t2 and the first trailer, to me, didn't really do all that much to wow me. It was, again, it was great to see Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor, to see Schwarzenegger back with her, but to me, it, it didn't get have enough oomph. And when going into Comic-Con, they it, that I got a little bit more out of the, the featurette that they had was really, really cool. I really dug the vibe they were going for. They did confirm at San Diego Comic-Con this year that it was going to be a rated R movie. And it just seemed like Tim Miller had a fun, laid-back vibe to this movie set, and that fits along with who Linda Hamilton is, who Schwarzenegger, and all these other great actors and actresses are, and how it's just a really fun set. And so the, the feature, I thought, was really cool to see what was actually going on and seeing them at Comic-Con. And so getting an official second trailer to actually base off of something after Comic-Con and the first teaser— This is a little bit better for me than the first teaser. I think I got more of what the story is going to be, the characters, why Sarah Connor is coming back. And also seeing what Mackenzie Davis' role in this is playing kind of, it looks like a cybernetic human advance, someone advanced in the future. That's not a Terminator per sense, but is more along the lines of somebody like a Kyle Reese maybe from the first uh, Terminator movie along accompanying Sarah Connor. And then Natalia Reyes, who plays kind of the the John Connor in this movie, in which Gabriel Luna's character, who plays the Terminator for this one, that is set from the future to kill Natalia Reyes' character in this one. So I think we get more of the story in this one. We get some really cool action set pieces to see Arnold back is awesome. But I just think I've been burned out by some of the Terminator movies so far that I'm not getting my hopes up too much for this movie, but still, I'm really, really excited to see what happens with this Terminator movie, what happens with what happens with the movie itself and and the plot with it, but it, it doesn't get me overly excited about what's to come with the Terminator franchise. But it could prove me wrong nonetheless, but this is a better trailer than the first one. I do like the music that they put in with this trailer, which for a trailer, music is really everything because that gives you a, a hook really onto really gravitating with the piece of marketing that they're giving to you. And with this one, I liked how they put in the theme music for the first two Terminator movies movies into this trailer and so I thought that was really cool the chemistry between Schwarzenegger and Lyndall Hamilton is great and I think also having Tim Miller be on this set he knows how to direct action he knows what comes into a big blockbuster per sense even though Deadpool didn't have the budget that Terminator has it's still something that he feels the pressure of really bringing a franchise back up to its roots or kicking off a franchise like he did with Deadpool and he should, he's a great guy to have on for this sect. It's a hard rock R action adventure, which he is known to be doing. So I think him coming back is great. And also, it's something for James Cameron to prove that he really was the a, a great— that he, he can bring this franchise back to prominence in only the way that he can because he was a producer for the first Terminator movie, which is a sci-fi horror classic. And then, of course, what he did with Terminator 2, kind of like what he did with Alien and Aliens where— the, the, the second Terminator was more of a sci-fi action-adventure movie than the first Terminator was, again, kind of a sci-fi horror movie. In the same sense, kind of like what Alien and Aliens did. So I think for Cameron to kind of still have some fingerprints on this movie is going to be really beneficial. I think you'll be able to feel his presence in this movie. I'm excited to see what they do. And the fact that I also think that having these movies – where basically you're cutting out half of the sequels that have come before and you're basically saying, look, forget what happened in Terminator 3, forget what happened with Salvation, forget what happened with Genesis. Just think of this one happening as a direct sequel from Terminator 2. So basically watch the Terminator, T2 Judgment Day, and then Go right into Terminator Dark Fate. Don't 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 think about those other movies. Those are non-canon movies that take place in alternate timelines and alternate realities or, or whatever. You can think of whatever you want. Their own solo spinoffs. But for this one, it is going to take place directly after Terminator Two, and that's why you bring back Linda Hamilton Schwarzenegger again and Edward Furlong, who played the young John Connor in T Two, and. What really what really goes to my mind for an example is when Halloween came out, that was something where basically they said, look, forget about all of the sequels that happened after the first Halloween movie and just think of the first Halloween as the only Halloween and that the Halloween that came out last year with Jamie Lee Curtis is a direct sequel to the original horror classic. And they're doing basically the same thing with Terminator Dark Fate. So I think that's a really positive trend that's been going on lately. And I think that'll help audiences kind of be able to simplify what's been going on with the terminator universe and basically say okay i remember these two movies these two really good movies and now i get to go along with this adventure years and years later where none of the other stuff has happened yet and this is a new adventure that sets in a new timeline that continues in an old timeline and that kind of sets path in a new future and maybe new new installments if this movie does really well it comes out november 1st of this year so it it has a little bit of competition more along the lines in next few weeks after November, but it will have about a weekend to really kind of bust through and it's it's the big blockbuster to come out on November 1st. So I think this is the film that a lot of people are potentially anticipating. I'm not highly anticipating it. It's not on my top five of the fall time, but I am eagerly looking forward to see what Tim Miller and Twentieth Century and oh excuse me Paramount and James Cameron do with Terminator Dark Fate. But guys, it comes out on November 1st. What do you guys think of the Terminator Dark Fate trailer? Did it make you more excited for the movie? Are you the same kind of excited? Are you less excited now? Let me know down below in the comment section and now guys going over to another news story that happened yesterday um and andy muschetti who is the director for it that came that took place two years ago and the upcoming it chapter two that is coming out next weekend he was on an interview with fandango and he talked about what his next movie is going to be after It Chapter 2, and he confirmed it to be the DCEU film starring Ezra Miller, The Flash. He will be directing it as of right now. Ezra Miller wrote the screenplay for The Flash, and basically... Uh, Fandango, it was reported by Fandango, confirmed by Fandango, and one of the questions that was asked to Muschietti was, because he is a great horror director for what he did with the the IT Chapter 1 and now IT Chapter 2, they were asking if they were going to have horror elements, and Muschietti said, no, not really horror elements, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said from the interview, but basically, it's going to, he was attracted to the beautiful human story that comes associated with the 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 Flash comic book lore, and what is also interesting, I feel, is the fact that with the Flash, you're able to kind of get this rich history that hasn't really been explored. Well, it has been explored in the TV world with Grant or with um, Grant Austin's um series that has come out in the last few years on the CW that's part of the era universe but we haven't seen explored on the film side of it and so I think it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of way Warner Brothers and DC is kind of gonna go along That they're not replicating what has happened with the flash show which is one of the best TV shows lauded by many people on the planet right now but I think this is something that's going to be interesting because I think with Ezra Miller with the Justice League He was one of the bright, shining moments that really brought a lot of comedic sensibilities to it and kind of a lot of levity moments that were it wasn't in a dark movie compared to something like BVS, Donna Justice, but he he was kind of the main comedic center point of the movie whenever he wanted to get some humor in there. So I think for this movie, I think Muschete is going to try to tap into this kind of human story while giving it the action, adventure, superhero that it deserves. So I'm really excited to see where they go with this movie. I'm excited to see what Muschietti does. Hopefully he stays on as director because over the last few years there has been a lot of problems with the director staying on for this movie. We're hoping that Andy Muschietti is the nail in the coffin as the director for The Flash and they can get this off and running and it'll be interesting if it's going to kind of take the road the route of Aquaman and kind of be its own standalone movie while still taking place in the same universe but kind of how Aquaman referenced the events of the Justice League movie in 2017 maybe that's something The Flash will do too and kind of set itself on a new path and a new fresh take which is kind of what Warner Brothers in the DCEU are kind of doing right now with Aquaman and Shazam they have the year which was a really good hit it was a big hit for warner brothers it was a really good movie and so maybe this is the path that warner brothers and dc is taking with their extended universe that's not named joker which looks fantastic after the trailer that came out a few days ago but guys are you excited about andy machete directing the flash and what he has to say about his take on it let me know down below in the comment section now, guys, to finally to, to end today's episode of the Sam Bissell Podcast, it's going to be a short one because there isn't a lot of news that's been coming out recently. There's a lot of film festivals that are happening the these next few weeks, so that's going to be the big stories coming out. And there there are some things that are that are circulating through the news cycle, but these are the, the big stories that came out. And next week, I'll have more stuff for you, but it's just a really short day to be on the Samba Cell podcast. But the next week, I'm sure there are going to be a lot more stories to tell as we get going into the fall movie season. But the last thing I want to end on, it's kind of, kind of something I've been doing over the last week or so, and it's kind of Ending, putting a nice bow on the summer movie season and transcend into the fall movie season. And earlier in the week, I gave my top 10 of the summer movie season this year. You can check that out on a podcast that I did earlier in the week. Um, on Wednesday, I did my top top five most or my top anticipated movies of September. And today I'm going to be giving the official fall movie preview slate coming out from September to November for December in and January, that's the winter movie season. So I'll be giving that in November. But for the fall, the fall movie season takes place primarily in September, October, and and, this, uh, and excuse me November into Thanksgiving weekend, and then we get into the winter movie season, which primarily consists of December through February. So I'm going to give some of the big films coming out September, October and November as we get set forth. And this is a really interesting fall slate that we have going because it's, while the summer movie season was primarily fixated on superheroes and children's movies and family event movies like The Lion King, Spider-Man, Avengers, Aladdin, Toy Story 4, this fall movie season, there's a lot of more mature content out there that I think is going to divvy up For a lot of people in a lot of different genres and starting off with september even though i gave my most anticipated for the month of september i'm just gonna run through all the movies that are really taking place are going to be big contenders to vie for the best movie of september and to start off of course with probably one of the the next big blockbuster of the year and one of the most anticipated films of the year it Chapter Two, directed again by Andy Muschietti. It is one that, again, I'm not the biggest horror film in horror guy in the world, but I am excited to see how this story ends. It is an adaptation of the classic Stephen King novel. It has a stacked cast that is portrayed by a bunch of older actors that are taking over from the kid actors from the 2017 hit It, and it is that movie is the highest-grossing R horror, horror movie of all time, clocking in at 700 million dollars. It was a huge surprise hit that nobody saw coming. And when you have Andy Muschietti coming back, Bill Skarsgård's coming back as Pennywise the Dancing Clown, you also have James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, are some of the big stars that are coming into this movie portraying the adult version of The Losers Club. So I think for this movie, there's a lot riding on it, especially coming off the last few weeks where there hasn't really been a huge, huge film. Kind of really the last one that really was a blockbuster was Hobbs and Shaw and before that, The Lion King. So I think as we start to really set the tone for the fall movie season, kind of how what the first it did in 2017 in on a surprise fashion people are expecting it this time i think it's going to set the fall movie season ablaze and hit it with the ground running right away for people to go see right now it's tracking for around 110 120 million dollars it's opening weekend and one that i think a lot of people are really interested in seeing and it comes out next weekend on september 6th so right around the corner it's going to really Punch a wall through the fall movie season slate and start us off on a scorching track. And then the next week on September 13th, we have the new Jennifer Lopez, Constant Wu, heavily female led film Hustlers, which is based off a 2015 article from the New York from the New York website and basically details a bunch of exotic dancers and and working strippers that basically scammed a bunch of Wall Street people during the the financial crisis in 2008 and it shows that they they benefited off of them and made better lives for themselves and it kind of has a what what makes me come to mind is basically something like a Wolf of Wall Street casino type of movie that basically they're they're trying to trying to scam other people and make better lives for themselves and it seems like a fun crazy wild adventure again. The cast for this one is incredible. Constance Wu, who's coming off the huge success of Crazy Rich Asians from last year. You have Jennifer Lopez, who is a global superstar. You have Lily Rayhart, Hart, who was in Riverdale. You have Cardi B is in this. Kiki Palmer, the list goes on and on. This is a huge female power driven film that I'm very excited about. It's number five on my most anticipated list to come out in September. It looks like a fun, crazy time at the theaters and definitely a girl's night out. If you are looking for something in the first few weeks of September and then coming out that same weekend is the gold finch, a heavy, pre-Oscar season favorite right now. It's going through a bunch of the film festivals as we speak. This is one that's starring Ansel Agor that is based off of a, a Pulitzer Pul- Prize winning novel, and it stars also Nicole Kidman, Jeffrey Wright. It is a stacked cast, and it is one that I think is is kind of more on the dark drama kind of route that is going on um, as we get through the Oscar season. So I'm excited to see what Goldfinch does, and I, I and it's going to set the tone For I think some of the Oscar favorites coming in and another one that's hitting the film festival circuits coming out the next week is Ad Astra the sci-fi space adventure starring Brad Pitt directed by James Gray it's going through the Venice Film Festival right now and so far early reactions coming out of the festival are indicating that this is a incredible movie a sci-fi classic and one that people shouldn't miss and Brad Pitt gives another fantastic Performance to add on to his incredible 2019 run with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that he had during the summer season. So I, I'm really excited for it. I think this is, if you're a space sci fi fan like I am, this reminds me of something like a 2001 Space Odyssey mixed in with Gravity. And I think it's going to be one that a lot of people are going to be excited to see and especially see it on the big screen. When I saw the IMAX trailer, it seemed like something that I would definitely want to see in IMAX. The next film on the docket in September is my most anticipated for the month, and I know for a few people as well, it's one of their most anticipated. It is Rambo Last Blood, the latest sequel, the fourth sequel in the Sylvester Stallone led action franchise that stars John Rambo once again, just beating up on a bunch of bad guys and saving the day once again. I am so excited to see this movie this is when, when the first trailer came out I keep saying I don't know if it was because my favorite song of the year so far is Old Town Road I love that song and I don't know if it was just the way that they integrated it into this trailer was awesome and cool that it probably just added to the flair but I'm excited to see Sylvester Stallone back in this role and just wreaking a bunch of havoc as just this old man rambo basically kind of like what they did with logan where he's living on his father's ranch and he's just trying to have a nice calm normal life in the best way that john rambo possibly can have a normal life and then all of a sudden trouble comes knocking down on his door it gets personable and if it gets personal for john rambo then it gets even better for the audience because we are in for some heavy blood r-rated Vasco, fun times at the theater and I cannot wait just shoving popcorn in my mouth as Rambo just kills a bunch of dudes I cannot wait for this movie all the one-liners Rambo is going to be bringing into this one I just can't wait I love Sly in these movies bringing back kind of his old old characters that we appreciate I think coming off over the last few years will this be the last one though is the big question it's titled Last Blood after the first film was called First Blood so maybe this could be the last one but Sly has indicated that There could be some more sequels to come in the future, but it'll probably all depend on how people react to this latest film. Again, Rambo, Last Blood, coming out on September 20th. And then to close out the September slate, we have Downton Abbey, which is a surprising hit that is potentially on the way in terms of box office. It outgrossed any major drama in terms of pre-sales on Fandango, beating out Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which in its opening weekend has grossed. 41 million dollars domestically in its opening weekend and then so far worldwide has grossed over 200 million dollars for a tarantino movie on a 90 million dollar budget it has a chance to even grow in that time in that slate so for down abbey to be outgrossing that 41 million dollars potentially it's incredible and i think it shows that there is still a major fan base that people didn't realize there was for down abbey and people will be going to see this movie In droves, especially on opening weekend. And the next two that I want to get into, rounding out September, Abominable, which is my least most anticipated movie. I don't know if it's going to be horrible or not. It looks like it definitely has a chance to be good. It's DreamWorks animation, but I just. Only saw one trailer, and I've seen a few TV spots start to come out for this one, but it doesn't give me overly excited for it yet. But I think once I go in, I'll be, I would love to be surprised by this movie and see what it can do. But that's one of my least anticipated movies of September. But another one that's on the radar that's hitting the Telluride Film Festival circuit and also is coming out in September is the Renee Zegler. Led film judy which is basically kind of the biopic about judy garland and about her times and what she won through and she seems like the perfect fit for that role definitely some oscar consideration for renee zegler and for what she has to bring into it, the movie. I'm really excited about it, but that's going to wrap up the September slate for the fall movie season. And now to move over to October, which has a jammed pack list of, again, a lot of different genre films that are for so many different demographics. The first one that I want to get into is one that I think has some Oscar potential. It is The Current War. It's kind of basically about the energy the energy race that happened about who create light faster. It stars. starts Benedict Cumberbatch as Thomas Edison, Tom Holland's in this, Michael Shannon, Nicholas Holt's in it as well. This is one to me that is kind of a really cool drama film that talks about one of the very underrated races that happened in, in history, really in, in world history and something that I think is really interesting. And it looks like it has this great script, great cast, and I'm really excited for the current war. And then of course the big film to start off October is, is Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Todd Phillips, also starring Robert De Niro. It is based off of the DC character that is one of the most notorious villains in cinematic history and in comic book history. It stars one of the best actors of our time with Joaquin Phoenix. The last trailer came out just a few days ago and seeing that mixed with all the other marketing material this seems to be like something that is really going to change the landscape of superhero movies kind of like what dark knight did along with logan and even avengers endgame in a more blockbuster popcorn sense but this one seems to be going down a to nitty-gritty ty phillips has said he has been influenced by martin scorsese movies of the late 70s specifically um the king of comedy and taxi driver which they definitely have that kind of resemblance to it also again this is making the film festival circuit. It is hitting almost every single one. It's starting out in Toronto. It's also going to be in Venice. It's actually having its world premiere tomorrow, and then it's having a premiere in Toronto, and then and it'll have a portion where there'll be a Q&A with some of the cast and crew in the New York Film Festival and then before making its way into theaters worldwide on October 4th for people to see. But while King Phoenix definitely looks like he could be getting some kind of awards consideration, I would not be surprised if there were more awards potential for everybody involved in this movie. This is one of my most anticipated coming out of the fall time. I cannot wait for it, and... The last trailer just gave me more excitement. I didn't think it was better than the first trailer. I really liked the first trailer that came out a few months ago. But this one, I really liked the way that they focused on Joaquin Phoenix and his character of the Joker and what he kind of goes through. So I'm, I'm still excited about it, and I cannot wait. Again, one of my most anticipated of the fall movie season and the next one on the list is gemini man the movie starring will smith in two roles a dual role with ang lee in which ang lee the visionary director of life of pi broke back mountain he is coming into this movie trying to bring some more techn technological savviness about him that he kind of did with life of pi as well and basically what he's doing with this one is he's taking the not even the de-aging the de-aging stuff or mixed with other kinds of visual technology and basically will smith is playing against himself as a younger version in which they go and battle it out this looks like a a cool cool movie that i think could have a lot of academy potential below the line especially for visual effects if really what they did with will smith turns out to be something that is revolutionary in that sense and that comes out on October 11th. Then the next film on the list is The Adams Family. Uh, again, a film that is uh, uh, the an, an animated film about the, the iconic family of the late, late, the the around the 80s and the 60s, and and it was an animated cartoon and a comic cartoon that really kind of cat, cat, catapulted it off. It's been made to a bunch of plays. And now it's made its way into animated form. And it's a film that I think if you're you're looking for another family film, this is really the next one to look out for that isn't one of the next few movies that I'm going to be talking about. It's a film that has an incredible cast. that has Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron. It is incredible. I cannot wait for this one. I think a lot of families can't wait for this one as well. So that's one to keep your eye on as well. The next one I want to talk about is Disney's next big film after the monster summer movie season that they had this year. It is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, the sequel to the hit 2014 film that came out with Angelina Jolie. This time she has Michelle Pfeiffer coming in, in which they duke it out. And this is a film that it just had a presentation at D23. And if you're a fan of Maleficent, I think it looks like you'll probably enjoy this one as well. I'm a big Angelina Jolie fan, and this seems like another fun family movie if you don't see Adam's Family that you can take your family to go see, and you can just have a fun time at the theaters and, and, and enjoy Maleficent Mistress of Evil. Then the next big movie that's coming out that is really an indie film, it is Taika Waititi's next film, Academy Hopeful Potential, that is hitting a lot of the film festivals, Jojo Rabbit. It is basically a a, a satire on World War II and Nazism and basically it's it's about this boy whose mother hides a jewish girl and the boy is kind of somebody who follows the ideology of hitler nazis but then he as his mom is hiding this jewish girl he slowly starts to realize that there could be more than one ideology and that you can free think and that you can have your own thoughts and ideas and you don't have to follow this one ideology taika who is an actor as well plays the little boys vision of adolf hitler who kind of tags along with him for the movie scarlett johansson is in it as well along with sam rockwell uh rebel wilson as well is in this one so this is one to look out for and i'm really excited to see what reviews come out of the film festival circuits as this one makes its rounds for another potential oscar hopeful and then also coming out on October 18th is Zombieland 2 Double Tap. This is, I think, another film where when we talk about films that people have been looking forward to, clamoring for, Zombieland is one of them in which it was a big cult classic film that came out in 2009, I believe. It's been 10 years or so. If you get 2009, it came out. And this is one that a lot of people really weren't, we're we're, we're clamoring for and I think it's great to see this one again I, I I really adore Zombieland I think the chemistry between Woody Harrelson Jesse Eisenberg and that whole crew is really cool and to see them really grown up now it's incredible and to see where their careers have gone kind of from where they first were with the first Zombieland movie where Emma Stone was starting to become a little bit of a name but wasn't the superstar that she is now same thing with Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg as well Woody Harrelson was still Woody Harrelson at that time but his name has kind of grown and he's done a lot of different things over the last 10 years or so so to see them kind of back but grown in different ways I think is really really cool and it just seems like more fun out like ambitious bombastic zombie action and fun and comedy that we're going to get in this crazy kooky world that is Zombieland. So I'm excited for that one to come out in October and it's right around Halloween time. So that'll be the perfect one for people to go see. And then two indie films I think are going to be really interesting is one with Naomi Harris. It's called Black and Blue. And if you're somebody that's into thrillers and cop gang films, this is one I think that to really look into and to check out. And the other one by A24 that I think has a bunch of Oscar potential is *The Lighthouse*. This is one by Robert Pattinson and William Defoe. Basically, it's about these two lighthouse guards that that are waiting in inside a lighthouse, and they basically lose their minds over time as they're just stuck in this one place. And it's filmed in what looks like. Old 50s, 40s, kind of black and white, and it's and it's a a a psychological thriller mixed in with drama, and it just looks crazy and fun, and I cannot wait for it. It is written directed by Robert Eggers, and I think this is going to be another one that proves that Robin Pattison has come along as an actor and is the perfect fit as Bruce Wayne and Batman and Matt Reeves' film. But those are all the films that are coming out in October. Again, uh, a a plethora of films for people to go see. Superhero movies, crime films, family films, sci-fi action, it has it all. So I think these first few months of October are really going to be interesting that it's not just going to be dominated by one genre or one Specific studio or one specific film. It's going to have a plethora of things for people to go see. Unlike what I think would happen with the summer movie season, it kind of came on later on, and I think there's a lot of potential for incredible movies to come out of the fall movie season. But to wrap up the fall movie preview, going into November, there are again a bunch of indies, a lot of big sci fi blockbusters that are coming out. Over this November Slate animated film as well. But starting out on November 1st. What's going to be coming out. Harriet. It is the film by Cynthia Eero, Who is starring as Harriet Tubman. About the Underground Railroad. This is another film that has Oscar potential on it. Especially for Cynthia. This is one that I think could have a lot of Oscar potential. One that has a, a really interesting. Explores an interesting time. Kind of like what Selma did. With what Ava DuVernay did in Hidden Figures. This is one that I think. We read about it in the history books, but to see it on screen and, and, and happen like that, I think is really, really cool and something for people to check out. Another film that is on the uh, award season watch is Motherless Brooklyn starring Edward Norton about a man who is trying to solve the the death of his partner. And it's basically this new war film, this neo-noir detective drama that is directed and written by Edward Norton that is based off of a book And it's one that I think could earn a bunch of awards, uh, Academy Award nominations and award nominations in general for Edward Norton, the the cast, the crew for this one. So that's another one to really go check out as you look for the the diamonds in the rough in the fall movie season. Then coming out on November 1st is what we talked about at the top of this show, Terminator Dark Fate. I'm intrigued by this one. I don't want to be fooled again by the other Terminator movies that have come out, but you have Linda Hamilton. Arnold's coming back as well. With James Cameron having his fingerprints on this movie, even though he's not in the director's seat, but who he has in that role is no one to shy away from. Tim Miller, who kind of brought the Deadpool franchise out of the shadows and into the light for people to see. I think he was a great choice to direct it. So I'm interested in see what Terminator has to offer. That comes out at the beginning of November. And then a film that kind of plays like the pacifier and the tooth fairy and the game plan, which starred vin diesel and then the rock as well as another wrestler and a uh, fitness guy who's trying to make a name for himself in the movie industry that is john cena in the movie playing with fire and basically he is a a fireman that has to take care of these kids and they get into all these kind of shenanigans it plays like that it's a fun family film to go see so that is one to look out for but the film that is coming out that way to really look out for is doctor sleep the sequel to both the Stephen king and stanley kubrick written book and film the shining which was it it is a horror classic a cinema classic and stars ewan mcgregor rebecca ferguson it is directed by mike flanagan and i'm excited about this movie because i am a fan of the shining again not a big horror person but when they do it something incredible and different like the shining was then i it's one that i'm looking forward to and we're kind of in when a year like twenty seventeen when there was a lot of renaissance with Stephen King, whether it was good, bad, or great. I think this this year between what we had with Pet Cemetery and what we're gonna get next weekend with It Chapter Two and what we're gonna get at the end of the year in November with Doctor Sleep, we're in another renaissance year of Stephen King where we can have three quality films that are Adapted from this uh, this masterful author's um, bibliography that he has in store, and another film that's coming out on November eighth is a holiday film to get us into the Christmas holiday spirit, and that is Last Christmas. It is with Amelia Clark, who played Daenerys in Game of Thrones, and Henry Golding, who was in Crazy Rich Asians. This is a film that definitely had it's it's a holiday film. It gets us into that spirit. And it's one that also, surprisingly, uh, its take on it is that if you know the the title of it, it is, be, it is from a George Michael song, and there will be George Michael music incorporated into this movie. And so it'll kind of act like what Blinded by the Light did and and, and Yesterday did where they weren't straight-up biopics, but their music influenced heavily in the movie, kind of like, like those movies, not like A Rock, A Man, or A, Bohem- uh, a Bohemian Rhapsody then it's something that can incorporate itself into the movie and I think really, really do something different and fun. And if you're looking for a light comedy, romantic drama film, this is one to definitely go check out as Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the other holidays that everyone celebrates approach. The next film that looks interesting to me, but it's because of the director I'm a little bit skeptical on, is Midway. Basically, it's it's, it's inspired off the true events that happened during World War II in which it stars Patrick Wilson, it stars Mandy Moore, it stars Ed Skirin, it stars, who else it it stars Aaron Eckhart as well. So it, it, it has the makings of a Roland Emmerich film. It's directed by him, but the question is, will it be something along the lines of maybe a 2012, a day after tomorrow, an Independence Day, or will it be something kind of like an Independence Day resurgence where it's just garbage? So I'm a little skeptical, but I still have my hopes that, that Roland Emmerich can pull something out of his hat and, and really deliver a cool war epic to give us during the fall time. And then going into the following week, the big film coming out is Charlie's Angels, a film that is written, produced, and directed by Elizabeth Banks, and uh, and to me has a incredible three to star as the Angels for Charlie, and that is Kristen Stewart, who's on a roll right now. You also have Naomi Scott that's coming in. You have Patrick Stewart. Elizabeth Banks is starring in it. As well, And this is a film that is one that I think can really just deliver a fun, cool, classic, action-adventure type of vibe. And again, the female cast is incredible. Kristen Stewart is somebody who, kind of like Robin Pattinson, is, is on the rise again and, and has done some great indies over the last few years. And so to see her kind of deliver and, and, and go back into the big blockbusters in a way like she did with what she did with twilight but do it even better and and have a a better filmography on her hands, I think is really, really good for her. So I'm excited to see her in it. Naomi Scott, who I thought was incredible in Aladdin, is another rising star who has had an incredible filmography. And this is only going to add to her name as she was in one major blockbuster and now has the potential to be in another one. And then the girl playing the third angel, Jane, Ella Balinskia, this is her first major film role. So she looks really cool in it. I love the chemistry the three of them have together. For me, Elizabeth Banks, I a guilty pleasure of mine is Pitch Perfect 2, uh, but to me, it's it's this is one where she wrote it, she produced it, she directed it. It's a lot to get to put on somebody, but if she has an idea of where she wants to take this movie and what she wants to do with it, I think this could really be the start of a really cool action franchise, once again, with this, these are three incredible female leads that I think are going to really kick it out of the park with Charlie's Angels so that's one to really look out for in November another one that is probably on my top three right now in November Ford v Ferrari the film that is stars Matt Damon and Christian Bale and basically it pits the Ford company trying to build their own race car and basically try to outlast the Ferrari company that were kind of the model at the time of race cars and basically beat them in in the 24-hour Le Mans and and create themselves as a powerhouse in the racing industry. So it's about it's Matt Damon's character is somebody who is kind of a creator of cars, and Christian Bale's character is one that is a is a master driver at it, and somebody who knows the sport of of racing. So it gives a great insight into that. It looks like another Oscar hopeful. As well, it's directed by James Mangold, who recently just did Logan in 2017. So he's on a roll as well, and I think he is perfect for this movie. It looks grounded and gritty and realistic and gives insight into the world of race car driving, if you didn't really know a lot about it as well. So 4V Ferraris, one to really look out for him. Excited about that one then of course we have 21 bridges which is a film that has been delayed for months and months and months it was supposed to come out in the summertime supposed to come out next month and now stx delayed it to november 22nd of this year most likely because apparently they wanted the movie to they want stx has been kind of going through some bad movies lately the last one they did ugly dolls was a big bomb and hustlers is their next film that's coming out in a few weeks and they really apparently according to reports wanted to focus on that movie and not really, fu- and still focus on other ones, but they wanted to see what would happen with Hustlers before going on to other movies. Because for me, 21 Bridges looks like a fun action thriller that really, when you have Chadwick Boseman as your actor, as your leading man, he just brings this kind of swag and charisma that I can't wait for. It has a great cast, Taylor Kitsch, stefan james you have sienna miller you have jk simmons in it as well so i cannot wait to see what they do with this movie and and, and it doesn't look like anything's wrong with it it looks like a a, a cat and mouse kind of of, of movie that I, I really do enjoy those movies so i hope it's just that they're looking to kind of focus on one movie at a time and that there's nothing really wrong with with 21 bridges and hopefully if there is anything wrong they are given enough time right now to work on it over the next few months then another one that's coming out is one with ian mckellen and helen Mirren, the good liar it i just saw a few trails for it it looks like an interesting time if you're a fan of those two and you're a fan of it seems like a not an, an espionage but a, a thriller a mystery film and it seems like a good time at the theaters one that i think really could be a a, a diamond in the rough when it comes to november as well then coming out in in November 22nd is a beautiful day in the neighborhood it is the film about Fred Rogers and the one and it stars Tom Hanks and Matthew Rhys and basically it, it talks about a journalist who is assigned to talk about Mr. Rogers and the influence that he had on society and he kind of Mr. Rogers kind of helps him go through some troubling times that he's going with and it seems like an incredible movie one that hopefully garners Tom Hanks another Academy Award there's been a few times in this decade alone that Tom Hanks deserved to be awarded a nomination at least in the Academy Awards but was snubbed but hopefully this time he's able to break through as Mr. Rogers which he looks perfect in and I cannot wait for this one it comes out November 22nd and then another one that comes out about a week later is The Irishman. This is probably one of my most anticipated of the entire fall season, definitely in my top 3. It is probably it is my number 1 movie of the fall season really where This one to me is one that I have heard about for so many years, since 2017 really, where Scorsese really wanted to do this movie, this was a passion project of his, and then you hear the cast that he has, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesky, Harvey Keitel, people other than Pacino, which surprisingly never worked with Pacino before ever in his life. Which is surprising considering how many great films Pacino has been in, especially crime films and, and gangster films that he's been in over the years. Godfather, Godfather Part Two, Scarface. He's never worked with Scorsese before, but when you have, he's got his mainstays like Pesky, De Niro, and Keitel, who were in Mean Streets. They were in Taxi Driver for him. They were in, most notably, Casino and Goodfellas, when we talk about the Irishman. And for Pesky, he's really been quote unquote retired since 1999. And he came out of retirement to be, have a major part in this movie. And only for Scorsese would he, I think, really do this for. He looks like he hasn't skipped a beat in almost 20 or so years. He looks awesome in this movie. I cannot wait to see what he does and then of course and then they have the de-aging software in this as well because it seems like it's going to be taking place in multiple decades and also the fact that this movie in the last few days has been reported to have a three and a half hour runtime. this is one that I think people are going to be looking out for it's going to be playing in independent cinemas because it is going to be distributed and produced by Netflix so you'll be able to kind of have your own bathroom breaks you'll be able to take as much time as you need to watch the movie and so I think this is one that people really should be on the look out for it is going to be a major player for Netflix at the Oscars and one that I think people are going to be interested in it comes out November 1st in theaters and then on Netflix November 27th and then speaking of another Netflix movie that's coming out that has been gaining a lot of great rave reviews from the Venice Film Festival as the film festival circuit goes on is a ma- marriage story directed by Noah Baumbach and starring Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver about the story of basically a a family that is the, the wife and the husband are going through divorce and Bachman takes people through that process and what it's like to kind of experience that and see that. And apparently that Scarlett and Adam Driver give incredibly nuanced performances. And that this is one to look out for as the Academy Award season begins to heat up. That is coming out on November 6th in select theaters. Again, more, mostly independent theaters. And then on December 6th for Netflix. And then the final few movies to get into, one is a Probably the, the biggest animated film to come out for the rest of the year. Frozen 2 from Disney Animation. It continues the after the billion-dollar hit from 2013. That was the first Frozen. A very highly anticipated sequel that people have been clamoring for. It stars, once again, Idina Menzel, Kristen Bell, Josh Gad is in this as well, and it goes on an adventure from what we learned at D23 last weekend where basically it answers the questions that a lot of people probably were asking after the first one, which was what were Elsa's powers come from? How come Anna didn't get them? What happened to her parents? Where were her parents going? What happened to them? And so it seems like to answer those questions from what the directors have said, that it basically is a culmination, a, a complete story, and finishes what was followed in the first part, and it finishes with this film that it tells one complete story that you can watch with both the first Frozen and this Frozen. So, that film comes out November 22nd, and probably, like I've said on previous editions, that it is going to be a bona fide billion-dollar hit at the box office. This is a film that kids remember and have been watched and shown for years and years since 2013 and has stayed in the, the culture for a long time. So I think Frozen 2 is going to be a huge success. And another film that I'm really interested in seeing that I think is a very highly anticipated one of mine is Knives Out, the next film from writer-director Ryan Johnson, who is coming off the success of this, uh, The Last Jedi, the eighth Star Wars movie. And this is kind of a a whodunit, a a, a clue meets Murder on the Orient Express film where it it has a stacked cast of, you have Daniel Craig, you have Chris Evans, you have Tony Collette, Jamie Lee Curtis, Catherine Langford. The list goes on and on and on for this movie. Chris Evans is in it as well, Captain America. So this is a movie that I think has, it's Ryan Johnson's take on a whodunit, and I think it's an interesting take, and it's got a stacked cast to prove it. So I'm really excited to see what happens with Knives Out. And then the last three films that really stick out to me for the movie season are Queen and Slim, which is starring Daniel Kaluuya, and it stars a brand newcomer who's going to be making her name with this one, Jodie Turner-Smith. Basically, it's kind of a, a Bonnie and Clyde situation in which they they accidentally kill a cop who pulled them over, and they have to go on the run, and, and their names are all over the place, so it's got that Bonnie and Clyde feel to it. And I'm really excited to see what this one brings to it and then another one that's two academy award hopefuls in my mind the report which is with adam driver and benning which basically it's about these government officials who dig up on the torture program that was taking place post 9 11. And they basically want to release it out for people to see. So that's kind of falls in line of like in All the President's Men, uh, The Post in a way as well. So that's one to keep an eye out on. And the last one that I want to get into is kind of what is going on with Shia LaBeouf with his his own kind of Shia Sans in a way. Which he's had The Peanut Butter Falcon. Then he has his more personable film coming out which is called The Honey Boy that he produced and he co-stars as his father. It stars Lucas Hedges as well who plays his son. it basically is the story about Shia LaBeouf and, and it... It's an interesting film that I've heard really good things about. The trailer looks really interesting. Shia LaBeouf looks incredible. He's really having himself a tremendous year after the things he's had to go through over the last few years or so. But, guys, that's going to be it for my edition of the Fall Movie Preview. There are so many films that are coming out over the next few months that, again, like I said before— it's, there's so much for everybody. It's not just for one specific group of people, not one studio taking over, and there are a lot of great original films, a lot of great franchises coming out with different takes on genres, and just something for everybody, and I cannot wait for everybody to see all these incredible movies. I'll have all reviews coming out for them over the next few weeks and months, and there are films that I've listed that I didn't list that are probably going to be making their way through and really surprising a lot of people as well, so... 2019 is closing out in a very strong way, it looks like, with all these great movies coming out. So I can't wait for everybody to go see, hopefully, a majority of these movies or even some more as well. And again, I'll have reviews for them and be talking about them as the weeks and months go on as we begin the close of 2019 but guys thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the Sam Basell podcast again be sure to check out my channel for more content such as reviews and other editions of the Sam Basel podcast and make sure to follow me on social media I post reviews on there you can check me out on twitter at Bissell Samuel That's B-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-A-M-U-E-L and on Facebook at Sam Bissell guys I'm not going to have anything posted for the next few days as it is Labor Day weekend and I will be moving back to Hofstra, University to take on another semester. So probably the next time you'll hear from me is I might do something on Monday, but if not, I will be right back here to give you guys everything post Labor Day weekend on Tuesday as I get started once again. So guys, thank you again so much for tuning in, and I'll tell you next time. Have a wonderful Labor Day weekend, and as always, keep on screening.